Hey everyone, welcome to episode 37 of the Tiny Disc Podcast, a show about games and life. I'm Robert Scarpinito. I'm joined here by Oscar-nominated actor Jack Cepeda. Wu-Tang is for the children. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Great acceptance speech. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Oscar-nominated editor uh, Colin Sparling. I'd, I'd rather just... I'm fine with being a B, B-list actor. Just I'll, I'll act with like Bruce Campbell and all them. I'll do Evil Dead or whatever I need to do. <laughs> Bruce I Campbell just, is not B-list, dude. He's <laughs> definitely a C or D. Let's be real. I mean, real talk. yeah, I'm good with that, man. I'll, dude, I'll be the guy that's like the main actor in I don't know Sharknado Six or something. Oh my god, Sharknado Six, starring Colin Sparling. <laughs> <laughs> I'd watch that. I don't think I, I don't think I have an actor enough sounding name though. Like, it, I don't uh, think Colin Sparling's really an actor. Yeah, name. nah, you totally could be. Yeah, or you think, though? change your last name to like Danger, Colin Danger. <laughs> Colin Spaulding, like the like the basketball, like the, the basketball. Yeah. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. like uh, Microsoft Word corrects me to that one all the time. Oh, you know nice. what my uh, my name would be if I could change it to anything? I'd have What's a that? superhero name. No, I'd be a I'd be Joshua Speed. <laughs> Joshua Speed. <laughs> Joshua Speed. <laughs> so, so you'd, you'd probably <laughs> star in a lot of action movies and never do any of your own stunts. <laughs> so you'd have people call you Mr. Speed, Mr. Speed, sure. sir. <laughs> Yeah. No, I think Mr. honestly Speed with a name said. like that, that's one of those names that people can't just say the first or last name. They would just have to say the full name, like Joshua Speed. Oh, that that's Joshua Speed over there. Look I, at him. I think I would purposefully only call you Josh because I know what the rest of your <laughs> name is. And I'm like, I am not putting that through my lips. You say that now, but I'm telling you that I changed my name Joshua Speed. I'm a two namer for the rest of life. Dude, <laughs> you know, it's funny how that works, though, right? Because like you think of actors and it's like you never say Sam Jackson. You always Some say Samuel do. L. Motherfucking yeah. Jackson. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, I yeah. usually don't th- throw in the motherfucking, but yeah, but that's that's Samuel L. Jackson though for you. Like he is yeah. Samuel L. Motherfucking Jackson. I hear you. Another uh, name that you never really split up, guys. A very famous, popular uh, fast food restaurant, Chick Fil A. Oh. It always goes together, right? Wait, you don't just yeah, call but- it the Chick, the Chick, Wait, or the co- aren't they? Aren't they put like? Yeah, they are all together by dashes, right? So, like, you couldn't mm-hmm. technically split yeah, them up Chick if you wanted Fil-A. to. I, I always, when, before I started going there, I always wondered, like, how do you say that? Is that Chick-fil-A? Chick-fil-A? I said I don't Chick-fil-A. Know. Like, Chick-fil-A? Or some shit like yeah. that. I said something really stupid. It was like Chipotle, too. Like, yeah. you don't really know. Chipotle. You want to go to Chipotle? Chipotle. Chipotle. Do any of you know why it's called Chick-fil-A? Like, what the fuck does Chick-fil-A mean? Oh, I was I was thought like you were a, gonna like, like have a, the answer. Like this is why, because Samuel like, L. Chick Fil A in 1952. Samuel L. Ch- Samuel L. <laughs> Chick Fil A. Chicken motherfucker, do you eat it? <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson. Uh, fast. <laughs> so listen, guys, I had an experience at Chick Fil A that I need to tell you about. Chicken fillet that has to be something like that. It has to be something stupid. I mean, no, clearly, I've got, yeah, it. I've got it. According to Business Insider, Chick Fil is short for chicken fillet, and then A is just Chick Fil A, like A plus. What? It's really it dumb. Make kind any of. sense? Yeah, it's pretty what kind dumb. Of shit. <laughs> that just shows you, along with that band Corn in the nineties, like you can name your shit anything. It doesn't matter. Limp you know biscuit. I mean? Like, yeah, names Limp do not matter biscuit. about anything. You know. So, anyways, back to my story, right? Yes. So, so you join the Chick Fil A cult. Random. Well, I've been a member for a long time, <laughs> but random, just like on the corner uh, Chick Fil A experience. I pull up, and guys, 
there are like this is the middle of the day, like on the weekend, I think. There are like twenty cars in like three lines. <laughs> what? Going under this giant black like archway. Like, have you ever been to a drive through bank when it's like slammed? No, have but either I, of you done that? I can imagine it. That this was Chick fil A. <laughs> And there were a there was like an army of people walking around. They all had an iPad. They all had like little fanny packs and stuff. They walk they walk up to your window and take your order. And then on the sides they had like widescreen TVs like turned sideways with the menu and stuff and like TVs like above where the where the cars are driving under and stuff. I was like, what the f- actual shit? <laughs> that sounds you like a Sonic. In the chicken Wonderland. I, I was so impressed. I like had to talk to the guy like, dude, <laughs> like. Is this a normal Chick-fil-A? <laughs> like, clearly it's not, you know, but, like, I was like, I'm impressed. Like, I was telling the guys, like, I'm impressed. This is a chicken observation uh, operation you guys got going on here. And so after the three, like, lines, like, two of them converge into one line to pick up their food, okay? Meanwhile, the third line, the tertiary line, go- drives along the side to this other window, to pick up their food and it has one of those like dumb waiter like conveyor belts that like it it, it carries your food from the normal chick-fil-a over the cars what? down to the other window <laughs> to drop off to them do you get kind what i'm saying Rube goldberg machine shit is <laughs> do you this get what i'm saying do, do you get what i'm saying i, I think so a but I'm, I'm trying to make sense of this in my head and i'm trying to so, follow you and i'm like what yeah. the fuck so it's there's just all literally, ending in question yes. marks so they're literally like conveyor belting chick-fil-a food over cars to get to the other lane to hand them there so they're handling like literally guys they're handling like i don't know 10 cars a minute because it was flying they were raking in the dough and i was like this is impressive and they were fast and everything was hot and everything was accurate and i was i was taken aback at this that's the kind of chick-fil-a you'd want to work in i couldn't believe it i was like this is unbelievable it was like the greatest fa- it was can I say this? It was maybe the greatest fast food experience of my life. Wow. Damn. Wow. <laughs> Going through this drive through Yeah. You know, I, I'm just thankful when I go to Canes and the employees treat me nice. Like, I mean, it's <laughs> like when they say hot chicken, hot chicken, what you picking? It, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, I, that, that's a good fast food experience to me. But that, that what you're talking about right now is some, like, next level shit. Dude, like, it was the like, Blade Runner of fast food places. It was <laughs> the Blade Runner of fast food. Yeah. Like, D- Denis Villeneuve. Design this drive through experience. Yeah. What if we replace someone with a conveyor belt? It was crazy. So, anyways, I just had to tell you guys about that. And and every, like I said, everything was right. It was accurate. They gave me plenty of sauce. They had everything. And it was fast. I, and well, they got ex- through like 20 cars like so fast. I mean, that would explain why the fucking Chick-fil-A is practically a cult. Like, shout out to my guys in the Kind of Funny Facebook group. But those dudes in that Facebook group post all the time about Chick-fil-A. They're like, hey, guys, at Chick-fil-A. Like, they literally take a picture of the sign and post it in the group. And there's like five Chick-fil-A posts every day. Wow. I mean, it's good. I wish there was one near me to go to lunch every day. That's for sure. Um, But, like, a song started playing when I pulled up and I was driving away before the song was over. Wow. That's how fast Wow. Yeah, that's seriously. Ins- I can't even really. I want to go to that now. It. I have never seen or been to anything like that before, and I and I would go back. I would go back. So, <laughs> enough about that. Yeah, <laughs> let's talk about something else magical. You guys want to talk about that? The uh, the best night of the movies ever. Uh, the Oscars. 
The Oscars were a thing. I watched them almost pretty much beginning to end, but apparently the ratings were not that high this year. I only watched like 15 minutes of it, actually. And the only thing I walked away with is who in their right mind let the stage designer do what he or she did to that stage. It was pretty uh, unreal. You look like you were in the uh, Fortress of Solitude with uh, Superman up there. It looks oh, really- yeah. That, that was some... I didn't even watch the Oscars, but I saw some like shots and shit from. I was like, "What is going on with the stage?" Yeah, it's like <laughs> it wasn't great. It was really ugly to me. I was kind of like, "Ugh!" I could not imagine sitting through this whole award show. The the guy who designed the Crystal Caves in uh, fucking Dark Souls, what seat the scaleless <laughs> designed the stage? Yeah. <laughs> Did you guys at least see maybe uh, the Jimmy uh, Kimmel monologue in the beginning? Or no? No. No. Did he so cry? So he had he did something serious. No, he didn't cry at all. But oh. he did something um kind of funny and it, but he was serious. He was joking, but in a serious way. He was timing all the acceptance speeches cuz uh, Oscars notoriously their acceptance speeches go really long and they have to start playing the band to play people off the stage to get off the stage. Anyways, uh he said that he's going to start timing people from the moment they grab the Oscar and whoever has the lowest uh time acceptance oh, speech jet ski. he was going to give away a jet ski. <laughs> No fucking way! <laughs> yeah, and he and he pulled out the jet ski like like all you know, Price is Right style. Like, tell him what they'll win, and it was like an eighteen thousand dollar really nice jet ski. <laughs> Holy crap! Oh my god! So he did give it. He did uh, give it away to a winner. He was keeping track. He stayed true to his word. So I don't know. Let's. I mean, the Oscars were a thing. They came and went. Let's uh, let's kind of talk about the results here, though. Yeah. So I mean, do we just want to start with the big one, Best Picture? Uh, whatever you want to do. If you want to build up to it or build down to it, whatever. I don't care. Well, I, th- I think we should work up to it because I think the sh- the uh, the best picture one is like has a really cool story or like a funny story to it. And we don't uh, talk about yeah. every single category, but just no, the big no, ones, no, right? I I well, I think um I think the the glaring one though is Jordan Peele winning out. I thought that was awesome. Yes, that was pretty great. I think he's the first black uh, director or writer to win the Oscar for best writing. Is original it? screenplay, wasn't it? Original, I believe. Is that it? Uh, original screenplay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, Get Out was absolutely, you know me, we talked about this over the 10 Days Tiny Disc, like, this was one of my favorite, if not my favorite movie of the year, um, and I thought it was fantastic, I was telling, singing his praises to you guys, too, like, everyone, you gotta see this, you gotta see this movie, so, it was a great film, it was great, man, it was great, and the guy was doing Comedy Central not that long ago, yeah, I, yeah, I remember, so. like, when he won that, he tweeted out, like, I just won an Oscar, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's awesome. And then did you yeah, see? I, I guarantee he was going in there completely like, oh, there's no fucking way. Like, did you yeah. see the pictures of uh of uh wait he's Peel so Key right? Did you see the pictures of Key, Key and Michael Key? Yeah. Uh, like like hugging him and like smiling at him. And on Twitter there was memes like, uh, find someone that holds you away. Key holds Peel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I will say though, I was uh pretty disappointed that Best Supporting Actress didn't go to um name escapes me to. Woman from Lady Bird. Oh, Lauren Metcalf. Yes. I mean, she was really good in it. It's just, it was such a, uh, Alice and Janie, it was so locked. That was one of the the most sure uh, winners of the entire year. Her Wait, performance in I, Tanya. I, Tanya. Oh, I, Tanya, that's right. She played Tanya Harding's mother. And I'm telling you, her performance in that movie, that's a good movie, like I already said, but her performance in that movie is worth watching alone. If you don't know anything about that story, like you guys should watch the movie. It's really good. Really? Okay. okay. Uh, and then the guy who won Best Supporting Actor uh, from Three Billboards, 
what's his name? It's escaping me right now. Sam Rockwell. Uh, Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell. Okay. I so here's the thing. I don't know if you guys like know, but the, there are two nominations from three billboards for best supporting actor this year. There was Sam Rockwell and there was Woody Harrelson. And oh yeah, that's right. It's kind of says something yeah. I think to the quality of the movie where I couldn't decide which of the two I wanted to win sure. supporting actor because they were both fucking incredible. Uh, yeah, I think. I think it, 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 Sam deserves it a little more because he plays a character where at first you're like, he's a piece of shit. And then like you see him grow throughout the movie and it's he kind has of a very interesting character. Yeah. Story and and he, he makes it so believable and it's kind of like you really feel for this guy. And I think that it's well deserved for him. Cool. Cool, man. Um, also, I don't know if you guys remember me talking about that movie Darkest Hour, but I was telling you that it was some a movie that made me truly believe like you know that he that uh gary oldman oh, gary oldman was uh winston churchill and i like was really impressed by the makeup in that like i i was a believer again in what the power of makeup and so they won uh for makeup and hairstyle kazuhiro suji david malinowski and lucy sibic yeah and i Congrats. mean also oldman winning best actor for that movie yes yeah yes i remember you saying Which, that his acting in that movie is phenomenal yeah it, it was, was a whole I'm, reason to watch. i want to see that is, is, that on, is that on Netflix or anything like that? Right it now? will be soon. I mean, it's been out in theaters for a while. But here's the thing. It's not a great movie, but it's great makeup and gr- and a great performance by Gary Oldman. They literally shoulder the whole movie because everything else is not that great, in my opinion. Right. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's not really... I don't think it's nominated for anything else in here, is it? Darkest Hour? I, uh, yeah, it was yeah. nominated it for Best Picture. Cinematography? Oh, yeah, duh. dude. It, it had a bunch of nominations, and I just did not think it held up, really. Okay. So, yeah. So, uh, here's an upset, though. Um, Remember Me uh, from Coco by uh, Kristen Anderson, Lopez, and Robert Lopez. They won the original best original song, and they were also the uh, duo that did Let It Go from Frozen. Yeah. And I keep okay. hearing good things about Coco, but the more I hear about it, the more I know I'm going to cry my freaking eyeballs out if I ever see that movie, just from what I hear about it. But they upset with Remember Me. They did upset uh, This Is Me from The Greatest Showman uh, by Ben Pasek and Justin Paul. The, that song is really like triumphant. I don't know. That's a song like if you're just feeling down about yourself, like throw on throw in some earbuds, crank "This Is Me" from The Greatest Showman, and go running and like friggin' carpe motherfucking diem. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, I, I'm not much of a musical guy, but I, every time I see like a musical with Hugh Jackman in it, I'm like, I I might want to watch that. Please, please don't <laughs> He's tell in me you're, so many. I feel like please don't tell me you're talking what? about that. Uh, Les Mis though, the Les Mis musical movie. I saw that movie. I saw that. movie. That was not. Was great. it not good? I'm not a fan. Oh, oh I, okay. I, I don't. I don't know. I didn't. It see was it, Les so. Mis. Like how many times are they gonna tell that same story? I, you know, I, I I think their performances weren't that great though. Like if you want a bro. good performance, you watch the Les Mis 25th anniversary version. What's the name of the girl in it? The main girl, the prostitute in it. Uh, Eponine. What's her name? Eponine. The actress's name. Oh, the actress's name. Uh, I think Anna. it's Samantha Barks. No, 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 no. Where I'm taking the wrong girl. She's like famous. She was like in Princess Diaries. Amanda I can't remember Seyfried? people's names. No. Uh, uh, she's in Devil Wears Prada. Brown hair. She's Catwoman in The Dark Knight Rises. Uh, Anne Hathaway. Thank you. Oh my, my god. Oh yeah. Anyways, yeah. my point being because you're bringing up uh, Lay Miz. Well, listen, dude. You can. She is so good in that you cannot deny it. Her performance. And that song, like, I dreamed a dream. Yeah. That song, dude, that is 
very, very emotional, and she was very good at it. Like she again, she's so good that she forces you to respect her. She commands respect from that performance. So she yeah, she commands that. respect. She, have you seen it, dude? It's like that. no, I don't you doubt it. Deny I don't it. doubt it. Yeah. So we should we should just keep burning through these others a lot. Right. Yeah. Um, so, shout out to my uh, Roger Deakins with Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Yes, cinematography, bro. Fourteen times the charm. He was nominated <laughs> fourteen total times. It's the first time he's won. And then I looked him up, and I'm like, holy shit, Robert Deakins has like directed some of the greatest movies of all time he directed the big lebowski he directed or he uh not directed sorry cinematography for the big lebowski for uh sicario for uh the original blade runner right like so many great movies i was like this is like secretly my hero here yeah so uh, i love oh yeah guy. and i think blade runner also won visual effects right like it won a few other things pretty small ones, i was surprised but... blade runner was nominated a lot and i think it was for the proper categories like sound editing or whatever like it got a lot of nominations one of the most nominated movies of the year but nothing for like acting or like directing or anything More like that I, i'm the best I'm, film you know yeah. what I'll, I'll take what it got because it got the technical awards it like it like yeah you know seized up on all those technical award nominations and i think that's where it belongs yeah, I'll, you know, I'll take it because it, it didn't do very well at the box office. And the, the original Blade Runner, I don't even think got a second look for the Oscars that it, the year it came out. So No, it did not, yeah. Yeah, and so, but the Blade Runner 2049 is achieving the exact status that it should, you know, based on how the original performed. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm totally happy with that as a fan. Right. Uh, two other nomina- uh, like categories I wanted to talk about. Uh, best Actress... Went to Frances McDormand for three bill her performance in Three Billboards, which was well deserved. Did you guys see her acceptance speech though? No. Yeah, I was there. Yeah, I saw it. It was like okay. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I thought it was kind of nice though, just how like cool. You know, she was kind of recognizing that there's a lot of women that work in Hollywood and like all kinds of stuff, acting, editing, sound, etc. I don't know. I just thought it was like a nice moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I. uh, You know, we'll we'll talk about. documentary feature later we'll bring up that later uh, when i talk about other stuff but right you know there was a there was a documentary short uh, category so one of them was a uh documentary called oh man i gotta find it guys help me out here uh, no short subject okay it was called traffic stop by kate davis and david uh Hilbroner. anyways the the documentary is about half hour long and it's about an african-american teacher who got pulled over in austin texas actually really close to where i work now and she got like roughed up by the cops and like threw it down it was all on camera made a and made national news and it was part of the whole movement and everything Hmm. anyways she got pulled over in front of a uh, wendy's which i went to yesterday (laughs) i couldn't (laughs) help but think like oh man this is where that oscar nominated <laughs> short, you know, documentary took place, and you go there now. It's just like any old Wendy's, like you know, you, you never know unless oh, you, you know, did the investigation. But anyways, so that didn't win, unfortunately. Um, but it was still like it's still crazy that I can just straight up go to that Wendy's whenever it's kind of surreal, right? Uh, and then yeah. you know you have to take a look at the Shape of Water. That kind of like that one big this year, I think. You got best and dr- to to a lot of people's surprise. Yeah, like it got best director, got best original score, and best picture for this year. Yeah, a sure. lot of nominations too. Then those are just the ones that won, right? But yeah. wow, like what an achievement for Guillermo del Toro, and it's just like it's gonna. I think it's gonna boost up at least a little bit of the cachet he already has for um for a Death Stranding, right, with Kojima. Like that's oh, a yeah. positive and association to have. You know that guy. That you. that yeah. movie also won production design as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. The makeup was insanely good, or at least from what I saw. Obviously, I haven't seen the film. 
Um, but it was I thought it was hilarious when uh, I saw a clip from the Oscars and Guillermo del Toro, Toro went up to accept, accept the Oscar for Best Picture and he double checked the cue card <laughs> to make sure that it said yeah, the yeah, shape yeah. of water. That was really, that was yeah. really funny, his expression. Yeah. He's like, yeah, it is us. Yeah. I don't know if you guys noticed too, but they went the extra mile to like put big, bold labels on every envelope, what the category was in like gold letters, giant, bold font. Just they were not sure. trying to repeat the same mistakes this year. Yeah, I almost forgot that happened last year, you know. And like, that was kind of cool, too, when they did the best picture for this year. They had Warren Beatty and, and, and Faye Dunaway come back out yeah. to present again because they messed up so bad last year. So like, here's your mulligan. <laughs> Here you go. And I, one thing I do disagree with, I'm sorry to keep casting shade, but Dunkirk was way, way overrated this year. It got nominated for way too many things. It, it was, actually won for it. film editing. Yeah. Uh, that movie, I still it also won. It's not a good film. It also won sound mixing and sound editing, which fair enough, fair play. Like I'm not gonna fight that, but like he, I don't think was he even nominated for best director. I don't think so. Uh, I don't believe for that. No, yeah, he was. So he was nominated for best director. Chris Nolan. That's 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 just politics right there. Because that again is Dunkirk's, or I'm sorry, is Christopher Nolan's worst movie he's ever made. I don't know. I'm kind of sad that like Lady Bird didn't really win anything. I got nominated yeah, a lot. Yeah, it got but, shut yeah. out. That was a surprise. Greta Gerwig. Yeah, man. It, I yeah, was. It, I was. It was sad to see that happen. It, it sucks because it was such a moving, moving film. But it's a great like, movie. That, it was the first film to really like kind of hit that same string, the heartstring as uh, uh, what's the movie I always talk about? Uh, Chester, uh, Manchester by the Sea. Yes, that that movie. Great movie all around. That's the thing. It was just strong all the way around. Didn't really have any glaring weaknesses to it, but nothing was like head and shoulders above the competition, I guess, in any one category. Yeah. That's... At least so says the Academy. Yeah. But hmm. who 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 are they anyway? Just a bunch of bunch of old farts. I just I read a tweet after the Oscars, they're like the Oscars are literally a bunch of rich, elite people congratulating themselves and telling each other how great they are. And I was like, shit, he's right. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> I mean, it's it's been said time and again how much they don't even care about animation. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, it's really it's really upsetting because to to have anime and the great things gonna, that are happening there. Say, I was wondering how long it was going to take I, for yeah, anime I know, to run over here. I but know. I was, I was thinking in my head, like, imagine the freaking weeaboos that would tune in if they did a anime of the year Oscar. <laughs> Well, yeah, anime of the year. Even just p- put them in with animation. I mean, because yeah. there's some big releases that make it stateside, uh, i.e., your name or like you <laughs> yeah. know, in the past, Spirited Away or anything Studio Ghibli. You know, right? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think it's a it's a cultural thing, right? I mean, this is a Western audience. You know, it's just yeah. It, but it's going to take some time. It's going to take some time. It's going to take some generations. It is going to take some time, but like the like anime has been becoming more mainstream. I mean, Jack, you can at least say I know you were the one who's like anime, whatever anime, pff, but your name compared to like Boss Baby. <laughs> listen, man, I'm on. <laughs> listen, for one, that's just an unfair comparison. But yes, but they're both like, animated. I, I'm not. I agree with you. I'm with you guys, and I agree also that anime is probably the most popular it's ever been in our entire lives right now. But I'm just saying the Academy is not is is turning a deaf ear to it. They don't yeah. care. They couldn't care less. It's very niche. To a them. blind ear and a deaf eye to it. But I mean, we'll see. You know, we'll see what happens in the future. It could happen. I I, I could see animes being you know uh, nominated in the future. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, uh, you know, actually, while we're talking about movies, like, Jack, you didn't really play anything this week. Do you just want to talk about the movies yeah. that you were, that you've seen? 
I was a movie watching fool, y'all. I went Friday night, I went Saturday, and then well, this happens every year at the Oscars when I learn about the nominees for a documentary of the year. I'm like, well, shit, now this is just six more no- uh, documentaries I have to watch. So I watched Icarus, which won Best Documentary uh, at the Academy Awards. And I also watched, oh, I didn't even tell you guys this, but just the other day I finished uh, Last Men in Aleppo, too. Which was probably one of the most depressing things I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, nice. Good. <laughs> Seriously, and I've seen Grave of the Fireflies. I was comparing to Grave of the Fireflies. No, like, fu- wait, wait, wait. Absolutely. You're, bring- you're bringing out the big guns, bro. Yes. Like, this can't be a yes. joke then. Dude, this is on Netflix. Okay, we'll talk about... Okay, obviously, we'll talk about that in a second. Let me just start from the top. So, I'm not going to spoil anything, but I'm going to give my hot take here. 30-second review, okay? Annihilation was really hard to watch, was very difficult, was not entertaining, it's what happens when you give the keys to a director and and he doesn't take any direction. He doesn't take anyone's advice. It could have been a great movie. It is not a great movie. But the, here's the thing: I think it's gonna be polarizing. I think some people are gonna love the shit out of it and just love it for you know for what it is. And me myself, I'm a huge. I am a big fan of cerebral sci-fi, which is what this is attempting to be. But this is not an entertaining movie. It's way too much of like brooding, way too slow, way too much like. Way too long stretches of people just talking like this. Like, you know, like half an hour of that. I'm like, come on already. Do can, something. Can we do the rest of the uh, podcast? Just in that voice. Just uh, kind of like, guys. Let's welcome to the Tiny to, Desk ASMR yeah, podcast. Jack, what other movies did you see uh, this week? And then it's like five minutes silence. And then again. It's like, fuck, man. Like, you know, I didn't even pay for the movie because it was a movie pass. And I thought about walking out. Seriously. I was like, but I'm going to walk out of this film. You can't walk out of that film or else the movie, or else the movie I pass police I didn't want to strike you. on my account. Yeah. And then it'd be banned for nine months or whatever it is. So anyways, Annihilation, thumbs down. Uh, Red Sparrow was, I didn't even read any reviews. I didn't know anything about it. I knew a lot about it going in, but I didn't know anything about reviews or critical response or anything. When that started, I was like. After watching Annihilation, I was like, this is how you do a fucking movie. I was like, this is entertaining. This is awesome. The beginning is very, very cool. It's a it's a very tightly cut um, uh, just a position between the male lead and the female lead's lives and how they're uh, led on a collision course with each other. I get why people are hating this movie, but I think they're hating it for like political reasons. And like gender relation reasons, which are reasons to hate something. I'm not I'm not saying it's invalid, but I'm saying as a fan of action movies, of spy movies, like put all that political crap aside. This is an awesome movie for about 80% of it. Then the bottom, then the last 20% kind of dropped the ball, but they're going for that aha moment. They're going for this part where they're like, Oh, you know, like, Oh snap. Right. So I don't know if they are very successful in that because they Mm. try and hide it the whole time. Um, But I will say I was entertained. I was like, Francis Lawrence is doing it right. The director, I was like, this is an entertaining, go to the movies, have a good time movie. I've been seeing like reviews like in the low twos and threes and stuff. I don't agree with that at all. I think it's fun, but flawed. You know, I would give it a six or seven out of ten. And I've heard, I've heard Jennifer Lawrence's performance in the movie is like really good. Can you confirm, deny? She, her accent is very convincing and very good. Yeah, I, I would say absolutely. Her, It's a good accent and it's a great and and she's she's at her best in in certain aspects you know she's definitely a lot better than she is in any of the hunger game movies so i would recommend seeing it if you're just looking for like a oh shit like this is a badass movie kind of thing i i recommend it honestly i I can see why people are outraged by it but i think that shouldn't have uh, affect your kind of voting you know your rating of it 
in a way. Yeah, I mean, I, I was like, like I think I said it to you, Jack, but like I was running comparisons in my head to Atomic Blonde a lot when I was seeing previews for it. Valid, valid. Okay. Um, yeah, but not like not. It's not that actiony like that. It's more steeped in reality. Again, the movie fumbles some ways. Like it's not perfect at all, but in comparison to Annihilation, absolutely, I would pick Red Sparrow beyond shadow of a doubt if you're only gonna see one of those oh my well, gosh, watch Annihil- me watch me watch annihilation and fucking love it <laughs> <sighs> dude i i want to love it but listen man watch beneath the skin with scarlett johansson that's how you do a cerebral crazy mind-blowing sci-fi female lead movie behind, uh, uh, yeah what is it called behind the, or under the skin watch that movie that movie's sick i think you'd love that movie but annihilation is just like it's just bad in a lot of ways. Like I, I seriously almost walked out. There's two I mean, good I, scenes. There's two good scenes in the whole right. movie, and it's way I too think, long. I, when I, one time when Robert and I went to the movies, they played a preview for it, and I, I don't think either of us are really that interested. I've um, seen the preview for that movie so many times in the past few months, and every time also, it's, like it's on Netflix ones. now. Yeah, is it? I didn't even know that. But it's like, on Netflix yeah, internationally now. Yeah. yeah, like I've seen different previews. You know, like as the movie came closer to release and every one of them i was just like is this supposed to be interesting <laughs> you i know? mean listen like, man annihilation want- yeah the main takeaways here annihilation is completely overrated and red sparrow in my opinion is underrated again that neither of them are perfect neither of them are going to be in my top 10 of the year but that's that's how it is i mean you uh, don't know this year could just be a shitty year for movies we'll see man but i mean infinity wars coming out i got high hopes so and black panther so yeah. Black Panther is badass. So, okay. Anyways, the last movie I saw was the winner of the best documentary uh, of the year is on Netflix right now. It's called Icarus. And that movie is about the uh, state-sponsored Russian doping that got them ultimately uh, kicked out of the Winter Olympics. And wow, what a mind-blowing story it is. And what an incredible um, just tale of like beyond the shadow of a doubt how Russian how from the top of the government it was ordered to let their athletes be you know doping and then get away with it everyone at every level of government was involved in this and it's just so, and people were and then once like listen to this this is the scary part once people were like starting to like come forward and admit it and stuff uh the 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 people started ended up dead and the one guy that was a whistleblower he's kind of the edward snowden of the whole thing he's still in witness protection in america and no one knows where he is even his family and his daughter don't know where he is. I mean, yeah, it makes fucking sense. Crazy. Like, like if you're trying to hide from the all-seeing eye yeah. of Putin, you know. I mean, they're literally killing. Like, they're literally people are dead. That yeah. you know, it's just like, and it always happens. I mean, there's a guy, there's like a spy right now, and I want to say in like uh, the UK that is like him and his daughter are like gonna die now soon from like mysterious circumstances, right? But they're like wanted by, by the USS or I don't say USSR the Soviet Union right oh, so, oh my god, oh my god. Right, right right so it's like it's scary stuff man so that I, I don't know I can't say if it's the best documentary of the year I haven't seen too many but it is a great movie great great movie Icarus and then I don't know what, how depressing do you want to get now so we're talking about Last Man in Aleppo do you just want to hear like what I saw what the movie shows I like, mean what's the, well what's the general premise well you guys know about Aleppo and Syria it's about the Syrian civil war and like the hundreds of thousands of people being killed oh, and God, so Russian yeah. war, so Russian warplanes are like bombing civilians in 
in Aleppo. And so everyone's kind of evacuated, but there's some people that can't leave. And so the only kind of ambulance service they have or anything like that are these group of uh, just regular like construction workers or servers or restaurant workers, you know, just normal common people that wear white construction hats. They're called the white hats. And they just go around and like pick up the body parts and stuff and, you know, um, um, take the uh, rubble, uh, dig dead bodies out of, you know, collapsed buildings and stuff. And And I've never seen so many uh, we're gonna get real hard i've just never seen so many like young people dead like in a movie before like real life yeah. you know what i mean and it's just super super depressing dude and i'm telling you like it was one of the, and then at the end i'm not gonna ruin it but it's just like one of the most depressing movies i've ever seen in my life like i i very rarely do i have to like almost hide my eyes when i see stuff this was one of those movies where i almost had just i was just sitting there by myself I was like i i gotta look away like this is just really bad like i had to stop a couple times you know and then the ending is just really bad. <laughs> it's just like this is terrible. So like so terrible, times, you're guys. laughing at it. <laughs> no, I'm just I'm trying to lighten the mood. I'm just trying to get too heavy. But it's like Last Night in Aleppo is a ter- a, a terrible movie, but it's an important story that has to be told. Right, right. So, Jeez, yeah. I yeah. When you it's said on Netflix right now, yeah, I think that's. Oh my god, yeah, that's definitely worse than Grave of the Fireflies. Yeah, oh. there's like there's like men you know crying over the bodies of their dead children and stuff like it's really bad dude i mean to be though i mean grave of the fireflies yeah it's based on true events and stuff like that but um this is yeah, just a depressing I mean, that's if just, not more that's just showing the real thing so it's like yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's real it's real life dude yeah it's yeah. the realest of real he's <laughs> just criminy and and well, the thing that makes me mad about that film is it shows beyond the shadow of a doubt that the weapons they're using are not like targeted you know they're not like strategically aimed missiles making surgical strikes on only the bad guys they're like laying out carpet bombing on just city streets and blocks like it's indiscriminate killing you know i mean they're just dropping bombs anywhere just to kill as many people as possible it's like how could you use that in a city where civilians are you know what i mean it's just it's really infuriating you know and it it makes you feel really honestly terrible that I'm, I, I'm so ignorant about this. I really feel like I should know more about this. The whole world is ignorant to it. You know, yeah. I mean, except you for remember, Turkey because all the, all the refugees are massing on their borders. Yeah, like you remember back when it was all happening like really a lot in the news like yeah. people yeah. were googling what's Aleppo? Like what is a singular Aleppo? <laughs> like that's oh how much gosh. people don't know about this stuff. It's it's really disgusting, man. It's yeah. really so. Anyways, whenever you feel like just watching the most terrible stuff, Last Man in Aleppo on Netflix, check it out. Nice. Ugh. Well, do we do we maybe want to distract ourselves from the harsh harsh realities of you know <laughs> life with some video games? <laughs> Good segue. Good segue. Hey, you know what? You're you're bringing us like a way down, like Grand Canyon <laughs> oh down, and I'm just like, well. I've got to do something. So you know the <laughs> dial, it broke off at negative one. <laughs> Wu-Tang is for the children. <laughs> uh, Colin, do you want to start off our video game talk? Uh, sure. Um, so uh, I played a game called Oxenfree uh, on the Nintendo Switch. Uh, it was developed by... Oh my gosh, I had it pulled up. But anyway, I'll I'll pull it back up. Oh, that's an second. interesting developer name. Wow, that's cool. Oh, I know. I know. I'll pull it back up, Studios. <laughs> Um, no, but <laughs> I like that. <laughs> um, so uh, Oxenfree is, is a pretty interesting game. Like I had always heard night school studio, excuse me. Um, I've always heard about it and, uh, heard really good things about it. Never really knew much about it though, but I saw it was on sale in the eShop and I was like, Oh, I always heard this was good. I'll, I'll pay $5 for it. That's fine. 
So I downloaded it. And here's what here's what I'll say about the Switch version. So th- so this game is it's a side scroller, right? I, I think the best way to explain it would be it's like a side scrolling adventure game, uh, very narrative driven. So it's like it, it is like open, but it's definitely like story wise drives you to be pretty linear. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, what I will say, so this this game, since it's it's laid out like that, it does this thing where like the camera zooms out a lot to kind of show you like the layout of the level. And it, I think it's like more of an aesthetic choice. But you have to remember that you're playing this on the Switch screen on the go. Yikes. So your character sprites are damn near microscopic. I felt like at times (laughs) I needed a magnifying class to see where the (laughs) hell my character was. Like, so it was much better playing it on the big screen. Um, But anyway, so this game uh, starts off with uh, you and like your character and like a few friends going to like this island because uh, you're like on a ferry to this island. You get to this island and then you guys are having like it's just literally you for or you, you five people having a party on the beach because this island's abandoned because like one of your family members like works there. So that's how you were able to get there uh, on the weekend or whatever when it's closed. And so long story short, what happens is you go into this cave and some shit happens, like some paranormal shit. And it's basically dealing with what goes on the rest of the night with that par- paranormal stuff. So in a way, it's like a horror thriller kind of. Oh, story. really? Yeah. Interesting. And it's su- it's super interesting. And it, and it has a few interesting twists and turns voice voice acting is pretty solid it's fully voice acted um and i think that's the biggest drive of the game is there's a lot of interaction between the characters um and you can actually choose to because there's times when you split up and you can choose to go with different party members essentially because it's like you know two three people teams and uh so you like it makes it replayable to get you know hear the different dialogue options and interactions between characters and, and kind of build what the story is because um, a lot of it has to do with what your character, the character you're playing, Alex, it has to do with a lot with her background and like what happened prior to the events of what's going on this night and things like and things like that. Um, but yeah, I, it's it's really hard to talk about this game since it's narrative driven to without going into sto- uh, spoiler territory. Yeah. But if if you catch it on a sale um, or what have you or even even how much is it full price? 15 bucks. I think it goes on sale here and there. Okay, it's definitely worth the sale though. It's not the longest game in the world, but it's worth a few playthroughs if if you're uh, if you if you do like the stories. I will say like some of the voice acting, it's for the most part pretty solid. It gets kind of like doesn't really seem fitting for what's going on at all times, but it isn't any game, so I was pretty like forgiving about it. Yeah, I, yeah, I, own, it. It's... I own it, and I didn't even realize it. <laughs> oh, yeah. like I imagine it's not professional voice actors or anything. Um, but yeah, I I bought that game. I think in the winter sale like two three months ago on for like five bucks for on steam and i was like man i can't wait to play this game and i still haven't <laughs> i haven't even <laughs> it's not super yeah. long it's not super long at all yeah i mean because I, I bought it because really? i was like i've heard a lot of great things about the story of this game and i kind of want to dive into that but i don't know i just haven't brought myself to yet <laughs> i think i even have it installed i just haven't had the time to click on it <laughs> I mean, if you want, if you want a game, it's it's definitely one of those games where like you you go, you know, you get done with your longer busy day, and you kind of just want to chill out and play a pretty like simple game gameplay wise, yeah. something that just kind of tells you a story as you play. Definitely one of those games. Cool. It looks cool, and it it won a lot of awards. It's got I love, really high reviews. Yeah, I love the visual style though too. It, the uh, the yeah. way the stuff's drawn out is almost like reminiscent to how uh, Samurai Jack, like the art is in that in that cartoon. 
Cool. Um, so that's it's very hand drawn, like hand painted looking. So I really, it's just really pretty to look at. When you say not very long, what's give me a ballpark? Um, I'd say you could finish it in like five or so hours. And you said multiple playthroughs. Um, you can, yeah, if if you if you feel you'd like to, because there's multiple endings, um, and different paths you can take with different okay. characters to cool, learn man. different parts of the story. Um, there's also some collectibles to find. I, I don't, I'm not entirely sure if that changes the ending. I didn't want to spoil anything for myself. Um, mm-hmm. but that that could be a factor as well, because there's like letters and like uh, uh, what do they call they like secret frequencies that you can get on your radio, which you'll learn about that if you play it, but. And, okay cool and mm-hmm. we're friends on steam right yeah okay oh yeah that's right because i'm seeing one friend owns this game and that's robert but you played on switch okay gotcha right right i did play it on switch and um like i said it's not the best game to play portable just because of that whole issue of like oh yeah. i can't see shit like, <laughs> right 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 <laughs> like would you say it's unplayable no it's far from unplayable it's just one of those things where like you know you're moving the screen closer to your face you're like whatever the fuck is yeah the sprites you know? are real tiny at some points right, right, right. they are gotcha um, what about you guys? What have you been playing? Well, I've actually been playing a game on my Switch as well. I decided to buy Dragon Ball Xenoverse 2 uh, for the Switch. What? My fucking... <laughs> All right. So, I've... Dragon, Dragon. I just thought we were done talking Dragon, about this game Dragon for the rest of the year. No, that, that was Wait, Fighters. Uh, that, that was Dragon Ball Fighters we were talking. This is a different Dragon Ball game. L- listen, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drop some knowledge on you right what? now, Jack. This is a there, different... Uh, I'm going to drop some knowledge. There is an average of about 14 Dragon Ball games that come out Japan side every year. That's true. <laughs> we all have our faults. Uh, <laughs> that's not true. But go... Yeah, sure. So I was thinking about that. Hold on. So I was thinking about this as well, too. So how many Final Fantasy games would you guys guess there are? Because we're at Final Fantasy 15. I'm betting there's 45 or 50 Final Fantasy games. Games that came out with Final Fantasy in them. Like, so we're including like tactics and like type yes, zero. Absolutely. I'm Googling I'll this. Bet you, I'll bet you there are like 45 to 50 Final Fantasy games by that metric. Yeah. There are mobile ones, too. There are at least two. Yes. That's what I'm saying, dude. There's tons. There's probably card games. There's the rhythm game on DS. Oh, but we're yeah. only and we're then, only at Final Fantasy 15. There's Dissidia. You know what I love too? The Windows edition of that, which did come out, and I played a little bit of it. Um, has all the DLC. Nice, so nice. Yeah, so nice. Yeah, I mean that was part and of it. Colin, do you have a number for us? Uh, it, it, they're making it a little bit harder to find than I thought. Um, hold Eesh. on, give me. Ooh. Uh, nobody's giving me a hard number here. Um, so technically, okay. So technically, there are twelve existing main Final Fantasy proper games. Thirteen, if you include Final Fantasy uh, X two, ten two. There are about uh, three or maybe four expansions to Final Fantasy eleven. Uh, this is an old article, dude. That's What's the date of that article? Um, oh yeah, it is old. You're right. Yeah. It is old. So I Damn, was thinking, yeah, like, I can't find an easy answer. Uh, but yeah, because I was move, thinking, move, like, move oh, on. maybe they mean they like filtered out the MMO Final Fantasies. But then it's like that still leave you with thirteen. Plus three because Final Fantasy ten two uh, and thirteen two. And- I'm going in the mid forties, guys. T- serious. Um, okay, actually, uh, according to this list, one hundred and one. What? <laughs> you have a list there. Well, okay. What if it includes like Final Fantasy six and then Final Fantasy six for mobile and Final Fantasy six for Steam uh, as three separate items? Oh, it, it might. You might be right. You know. Um. Yeah. So oh, like. Yeah. Not, one, two, three, four. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to name them off because I'll be. That'd take a long time. But uh, yeah, let's just sit here and wait for a Colin to count up to forty or fifty real quick. <laughs> oh, but the, what I will say is, like this article is, it's a list of all the Final Fantasy games, and it says one hundred and one entries. Yeesh. 
So, Dang. yeah, like, I, 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 all you need to know is there's a lot, really. Yeah. Like, so this is actually just a long con, so we don't have to talk about Dragon Ball Z. So let's move no, on. I, I know. I figured that. So I'm going to bring us back to it. No. So I'm willing uh, to bet there are more Dragon Ball games out there than Final Fantasy, actually. I'm, I'm probably. 100% willing to bet money on that. Uh, might be cool i don't know dude because they've they've both had games on all the same consoles yeah but hasn't dragon ball been around a little bit longer and also they just pump out way more every year i feel like oh well i, I yeah maybe maybe now they do because it's yeah you might be right so xenoverse that- 2 for the switch okay so first off in terms of technical stuff it uh runs at 900p 30 fps docked and 720p almost 30 fps undocked <laughs> there's sometimes oh, no. where it runs a little under and it's kind of framey but you know what can you do right right it's the switch but i have to say like that game looks different from like fighters because fighters goes for the like straight up 2d anime style even though it's all 3d models but right, and then xenoverse looks like all the characters are covered in grease yeah video. yeah everyone's shiny and everyone's <laughs> like super duper 3d but it kind of doesn't look that bad i don't know it, it's kind of pleasant to look at whenever you know, like there are cutscenes going on and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, Jack, for for you who is super uninitiated into this, uh, what Xenoverse is is essentially like there's the 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 normal timeline, like the normal story of Dragon Ball, right? And you play a character, or you create a character who's a time patroller. So, like there are these characters that are fucking with the timeline. So, like, oh no, when Goku's supposed to win here, he actually loses because they made the bad guy stronger or something. So it's up to you to go to that point in time and make sure the events happen as they should. So it's kind of like a different take on retelling the story of Dragon Ball, which is kind of cool. And it kind of like becomes its own story in a way after a while because, you know, they introduce you to these new characters who like fuck with time and all that. Um, but yeah, hey, remember it, that time Akira Toriyama forgot Super Saiyan 2 existed? <laughs> same though you have to go back and correct the timeline because he rem- at that timeline he remembered super saiyan 2 and you're like no 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 can't do that <laughs> super ultra saiyan 64 mega see that's not even as convoluted as, as it actually I is know. is the sad thing super saiyan god super saiyan <laughs> yes super saiyan god super saiyan stacked with ko ken times 10 <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's like when we're ultra doing, instinct like, version no Matt. gives backsies double stamp it yeah, exactly. The funny thing is, all of those I just said are real. Uh, yeah, oh that's the thing with Dragon Ball. It's all real because it's so insane. You guys um, keep giving that franchise money. I blame c- you. Because it's good. I don't, I don't know what to tell you. Because it's good, despite its flaws. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, everything has flaws. Um, but no, I, I bought the game because I was thinking, like, I want a mindless MMOE game to play on the Switch. But I don't know about you guys. I hate playing games online on the Switch. Like, I feel like it's just really bad experience. It's usually pretty slow and it kind of, it feels like the connection isn't that great. Like, I, I wish it could be wired. Um, but with Xenoverse, you can like keep it all offline and just kind of like do all the quests and all that, like just mindlessly beat up people in the game and like its engine. And I don't know, it's been kind of fun to do that. Did you guys see the, also speaking of just like fun, mindless fun on Switch, you guys see that Blizzard announced that Diablo 3 is coming? Uh, they is, that did a, not. is that official? They did not. 
Oh, they didn't announce. It's heavily rumored and heavily hinted. However, yep. yeah, I, I, I think. Uh, are you like, sure it's not confirmed? Because uh, I thought Bethesda, I read it I think, or not Bethesda. Fucking Blizzard mentioned that Diablo may become to Switch or something, but they didn't say which specific game. I, I mean, okay, I was gonna save it for the news section, but we'll do it real quick right now. So Blizzard posted a tweet that was like D- the Diablo's face, and it was like a nightlight, and it kept switching on and off, on and off, on and off. And everyone thought, oh, my God, are they saying Diablo's coming to the Switch? And then uh, a Blizzard rep said, no, we don't plan on giving it to the Switch. And then I believe it was Kotaku who uh, published a story. Or no, Eurogamer published a story where they said they talked to sources that are close to Blizzard. And they've said, yeah, Diablo 3 is coming to the Switch. For- Forbes and GameSpot, as of 14 hours ago, are reporting that it is coming. And that tweet was like, it was like a nightlight switch of Diablo 3 yeah. from Blizzard themselves. So, like, come on, guys. Jigs up. I mean, I mean, I hope it does. That'd be that'd be dope. I, play I think that'd be really switch. cool. I might actually buy rebuy it. I, I think it'd be really cool. I don't know if I'd play it on the Switch, though, honestly. I, I might. Mm. I think that'd be cool. Yeah. I, well, and, I, the only thing that sucks about it because, well, it, it, with the caveat that it switches online functionality. Yeah, and and the online functionality yeah, isn't that yeah. great. Um, but no, yeah. those stories by Gamespot and Forbes are also reporting the same Eurogamer story that says sources say. So it's still technically not official. Like Blizzard hasn't come out and said it's happening. They will though. I mean, you they watch. will. And I look like mm-hmm. a genius. I don't know. I mean, I just I don't see myself wanting to play Diablo on the Switch that much. Oh, but. can I can I ask you another question about Xenoverse real quick? Oh, I was just gonna skip it because apparently Jack like really fucking hates it when we talk about Dragon Ball. <laughs> <laughs> Go Good. All right. No, I was I was just gonna ask like, how does it feel going to Xenoverse or Xenoverse Xenoverse, however you say it, after playing uh, Fighters for so long now? Oh, Fighters is definitely the better game. Like, if you're looking for a game to play, Fighters is better. Um, Xenoverse is just to me, it's like mindless fun. Compared to like fighters, where I'm like, I have to think, right? Like, you know, what's the best way to counter this person? When to block? When to dodge? All that stuff. But with Xenoverse, it's just kind of like mash the buttons, have fun, you know? Just yeah, ma- yeah. mash the buttons, yeah, do I, the thing. I made my character look Kamehameha, funny. Gallic gun in the face, bang bang. Oh yeah, so okay. my character is like a female <laughs> Saiyan, but the voice actress that I picked for her is like super not into acting for the game, so it's just like Kamehameha, <laughs> like. <laughs> A gallant gun. That's <laughs> amazing. It's so lazy, and I love it. Like, Big Bang Kamehameha times ten. <laughs> like there's there's a move you can do where you just keep like rushing at the enemy and like constantly punching them, and she just goes like da 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 da. It's really great. It's like my favorite part about the whole thing. Oh my god, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I think it'd be worth it if you're like into Dragon Ball and you just want something that's kind of like MMO style, like do quests, earn loot etc for you know your character other than that i mean i can't really say I'd like it's not an essential for sure for the switch mm-hmm. uh well now that we're done torturing jack's ears uh do you guys want to talk about some news it's time for some singular possessive news are you sure I'm, are you sure it's singular possessive? I don't know. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just quoting a good old Greg Miller quote. Cute. Grammar cops. <laughs> All right. So um, this is kind of big news, but the trouble is we publish on Thursdays, so we we don't really know what the news is. But 
our good old American president, Donald J. Trump, is going to be meeting with the Electronic Software Association, I believe, the ESA, to talk about violent video games, probably. Yeah, so it was like one of those things where Trump came out and he's like, uh, or not not Trump himself, but it was the, the White House representative that like, I forget her name. You know what I'm talking about? That does all the conferences with the press. Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Uh, yes. Yeah. That her, that's her name. What a what a joyous human being she is. Oh my god! Filled like, with joy and light and sh- laughter and love. Good lord! That those press <laughs> conferences are like pulling teeth, nails to a chalkboard. Um. Anyway, she said during that press conference that uh, President Trump's going to meet with uh, the games industry. They just she just said that like. You know, he's just going to meet with the games industry like that vague, nothing specific. And everyone, everyone, you know, around the Internet surrounding gaming was like, what what the fuck does that mean? Like, you know, is this actually like, you know, who's he going to meet with? And so Jason Schreier, being the awesome journalist that he is, reached out to the ESA and he's like, "Okay, so like, who's he meeting with? And the ESA is like, what are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but uh, apparently on Monday, then they said like, oh, yeah, we got an invitation. So. Yeah. So apparently it was haphazardly thrown together on Monday, probably because the office of Trump is like, oh, shit, like, they found out that we're not actually doing anything. So we're, we're going to haphazardly throw this meeting together. And the ESA is like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. So, yep. Next thing you know, we have a meeting set for some time tomorrow as to who with. Um, I'm not sure at this time we have notice uh i I think jason schreier said in his kotaku article that he's going to update the article when they do find out who uh precisely trump is going to be meeting with um and that's supposed that list supposed to come out today yeah so i mean in terms of the podcast we probably can't talk too much about what's going to happen but i'm scared a little but eh, i'm not really scared i'm not really scared well because i mean Trump has always been aside, but before he became president, he's always thought violent video games are bad. Yeah, well, that's what this is about, right? This is about Florida, right? Like, well, I, this is the one thing. If only, as he said, I'm only quoting our president-elect here. If only we had a rating wait, for movies with violence to make sure, because the movies are terrible; they're crazy. Yeah. If only we had a rating for video games. If only something like that existed. If only. You know? Yeah. Like, what is going to happen here? Like, I just hate, I just, I've been fighting this fight, like, my whole life. Like, video games are just, just, just I don't know. People just don't understand them, man. They're just misunderstood. Like, they're just a, a entertainment, uh, you know, medium, just like anything else, you know? But, and there is a rating Jack, system already in place. And but, hold on. And it's like, yeah, it is interactive, so it's better. That's why it's my favorite, you know, like like entertainment medium because you have that sense of agency and you can make decisions yourself but come on man like like parents need to step up this isn't about the government like saying oh we, we can't we have to ban what's he gonna try and do what is he what is his ultimate end here we gotta ban violent video games that is not happening because all no. these violent video games and the nra should be standing <laughs> like hey man we gotta keep the guns in the video games yeah you, you know and and the only reason i would be scared about this whole situation is because if if he if he treats this the same way that he's treated climate change, where like ninety seven percent of scientists say like you know global warming is a thing, and but he like says it, it's a hoax from China, yeah, and so like it's going to be one of those things where like Brad Bushman, Ohio State researcher, one of the leading researchers on violence and aggression and video games, 
you know, all of his work, his life's work is about this whole thing and none of it's been conclusive. And, you know, he's just going to like basically spit in Brad's face among other researchers and say like, no, like that's why I just want you. You're just going to tell me I want you to tell me what I want to hear. And when he does, when they don't, he's going to look for people that will. And that's what I'm afraid of. Because that's the only way it's going to be true. Right. That's exactly it. That's how it works. Right. And Uh, and I guarantee no one at the ESA is going to say, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like nobody's going to agree with him. But I don't know. There there's too much that we don't know right now so we probably shouldn't like speak on it too much more until we no, see what happens right, tomorrow yeah. um, nothing's right. gonna happen that's why i'm not worried fair enough yep. uh so according to some projections by ihs market nintendo is expected to overtake microsoft this year in terms of sales that how, is fucking bonkers how far the mighty have fallen so <laughs> So wait, when you say sales, what of consoles or of games or of so over well products oh, ahead, and bro. services mm-hmm. is what they say. So <laughs> there, the IHS market is predicting that uh, Nintendo products and services will sell over eleven billion dollars, whereas Microsofts are expected to dip to nine billion this year. You're talking about you're not talking about Xbox. You're talking about Microsoft. Technically, yeah, Mike. Well. I would assume they're probably focusing on Microsoft because if we're talking about overall Microsoft, I don't think Windows 10 is doing that badly. So you're saying they're they're focusing on Xbox? Is what you're saying? I believe so. Yeah, they're also so comparing that's it with different. S- okay, with okay. Sony. Yeah, let's just be clear. Okay. Yeah. Wow. No, we're not saying Still. we're we're not going to expect a Nintendo operating system on our on our PCs anytime soon. I'm not trying to diminish this achievement. This is incredible. It's been a how long, guys? Have you guys been alive to ever see Nintendo on top of Microsoft? <laughs> like serious question. Uh, yeah. Well, I don't. Yeah, yeah, I was born before the original yeah, yeah. Xbox was out. So <laughs> yeah, but I don't think we can call them on top of something that wasn't there. Nintendo was has not been on top since maybe this the I guess the Wii, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Wii, but before the Wii, it was probably the Super Nintendo. It was the last time they were on top. Yeah, that's true. Um. Well, and. I mean, unless you count the the handheld market as well with the Game well, Boy. They've all right, I'm just talking about console, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah they've so always dominated the portable, the what portable a, game. What an awesome thing for Nintendo. Yeah, so to throw hard numbers out there, I believe, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Robert, but that article said that uh, Nintendo's sitting at about $8 billion in in uh, revenue, right? Yep. And whereas Microsoft's sitting, well, Microsoft Xbox is sitting at about $11 billion. And so Nintendo's set to overtake that by the end of this year. Yeah, That's yeah. So what it is crazy. right now is that in 2017, uh, over $10 billion was spent on Xbox hardware, software, and services, whereas it was only $8 billion for Nintendo. But this year, they're expecting that Nintendo is going to like get $11 billion, whereas Microsoft's only going to get $9 billion. <clears throat> Jeez. Wow. Yep. So yeah, so it's crazy to think about that this console that's only been out for a year is going to overtake a console that's been out since 2013. Yeah. And I mean, the thing is, Sony is still like Sony still has a very comfortable lead, according to these numbers. Like they sold over $20 billion uh, in like products and revenue last year, which is like 10, like twice as much as Xbox. But also also. Uh, oh, go ahead. Well, I mean, just like if Nintendo is going to keep growing like this, who knows if they might catch up to Sony? I think I did see just so you guys know, uh, Nintendo did say something formally or informally uh that they're not going to um have an updated version of the switch this year yes that's true 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a lot of speculation on that. I have no idea why people were saying that we were going to get an updated Switch within, you know, the first two years of the console. Let it, you know, I think yes. next year might be possible. Maybe. I mean, how, how many years was it between the 3DS and the new 3DS? Oh, a, a while. Yeah. Probably like three, four years. Yeah, yeah. it was like three or four years. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I mean, but I don't know. I was thinking about this today because it's like I, I'm I'm teetering on the fact of whether that's actually going to happen or not because it's like they haven't done an update for their actual like home consoles since the Nintendo Super Nintendo. Technically, there was there was the Wii Mini, which was a Canadian exclusive, but that was like they took away backwards compatibility and Internet connectivity. And I don't know. I don't really count that. But they did do updates to the Nintendo and Super Nintendo. They came out with smaller versions of each console. Same right. specs. But yeah, so I don't I don't know if they're they're planning on doing a revised version. That would be sweet because there's like, you know, with a, a just the design flaws like a lot of people don't like the dock and the design flaw of having the the uh charger port on the bottom of the the screen really yeah. kills the idea of charging and using tabletop mode. Yeah. But but how many times has that practically like really bitch in the ass though? Like Oh, Reggie, really not really. Yeah, yeah, it's never really. Come oh, up. Reggie, <laughs> damn you, Reggie, <laughs> Reggie! I want to play on this tabletop while I eat my Cheerios. Yeah, damn you, yeah. Reggie! Why do you delete all of my playtime on my Switch after a year? I'm just saying it'd be interesting when the iteration does eventually come out if they do address that issue. Because, like I said, I just don't see it being a, a real, you know, a real problem. Right, I yeah, mean, and they already make. There's a ton of third party stands that you can get to fix that problem too. Yep, that are cheap, like the so. one I have. Um, right, but yeah, what I was referring to earlier is uh, I don't know if you guys saw this, but apparently playtimes on the Switch have been reset. Like, how many uh, hours have you put into Zelda? How many hours have you put into Mario? Everybody's. Uh, apparently, it's only showing up for some people allegedly. And what Nintendo said is that it's not that the numbers are being reset. It's just that they're not displaying correctly, but they're still being recorded properly. So I don't know. It's just like kind of a weird bug. I've never heard of a bug where it's like, we don't know how to show you how many hours you've been playing the I game I don't anymore. know how sad to actually be about my life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's funny. That's yeah, funny. Right. I mean, no, that, honestly, though, if you're going to invest, you know, hours and hours, like I think I looked in Overwatch and I think... Uh, I have like 700 hours in Overwatch. Whoa. Oh, so. no. It reset my time in Zelda. I'm looking at my Switch right now. Oh, oh it no. did. Well, it'll yeah. fix, right? It's not reset it. it it's just displaying the wrong thing. It's just, no, yeah. I mean, it's just on your profile. It's not like it's taking away your save data. It's just like what your profile displays as your amount of playtime. Right. And, and it's just allegedly displaying it wrong. Like somewhere in the Switch, the real number is there. Don't worry, Colin. They do a lot of weird things yeah. in the background you don't know about. I think they keep your saves in the cloud, too, like on the DL. And I mean, they can help restore them for it's you. It's kind of nice, I guess. I think, though, it's unofficial. It's like, you know, your mileage may very much vary. So, right. Yeah, because it says, it says Zelda first played three days ago, but at the same time, it says Mario Odyssey played 25, 25 hours or more. That's, well, so, I think uh, it might just be like only for a year. You know what I mean? Like, Reggie! Yeah. Damn you, Reggie. <laughs> Damn you, Reggie. Uh, your body yeah. I don't know. It's not ready. So let's see here. Well, while you mentioned Overwatch, uh, you may want to log into Overwatch again because hey. oh. they're giving out some new free skins and eh? shit. Yeah, oh. Blizzard celebrating twenty years of StarCraft. <gasps> they're giving hold on. They're giving away StarCraft skins. <laughs> oh, you don't know the legendary Widowmaker skin that you can get for free by logging into the game right Shut now. Shut up! It's Kerrigan. 
Oh, baby, it is. Bro, it's that's Ghost Kerrigan. Oh, yes. Free for everybody? Free for everybody. Just log uh, in, and then they're like, bam, here you go. I'll wait. I don't want to jeopardize the recording, but I I will do that. <laughs> well, you were about to do it literally right now. <laughs> yes, maybe. Spe- hey, speaking of skins, dude, Gordon Freeman skins for Final Fantasy yeah, Fantasy, That's pretty yeah, funny. That's pretty good. <laughs> dude, the skins that we're releasing for, like, to incentivize... PC players to buy the game is ridiculous. The Sims 4 suits, but the the, the Gordon Freeman one takes the, the cake. The Sims 4 ones are terrible in Origin. Oh my, yeah, they're, yeah, they're awful. sucks so bad. But yeah. it turns out Half-Life 3 has been Final Fantasy 15 this entire time, guys. That, there it is. I it's the long it. con. Yeah. It's the long <laughs> con. Uh, you know it would be awesome, though, if they played the valve noise. Like, dong. You know what I'm talking about? Like, <laughs> yeah, right. when you put on the uniform, that'd be And really there's good. a crowbar unlockable weapon. Mm-hmm. I mean, and then near Automata as well, you had the, uh, the valve, like, you know, headdress you could put on your head. So, you know what I'm talking yeah. about? Uh, no. They had all kinds of weird things. They had like yeah. a helmet like with a valve on it. And so did Neo. Like they do a lot of stupid stuff. Anyways. You mean the $14 revealing costume that I totally didn't pay for? No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> why Why did you spend $14 on that call? I didn't screenshot. It's my wallpaper right now. I didn't. I, I haven't yet. Yet. <laughs> yet. <laughs> no, but yeah, back to uh, Blizzard. Just if you log into any Blizzard That's game sweet. for the next like month, you're going to get some free shit. You know, I mean, it's mostly skins, cosmetics, that kind of stuff. Nothing too crazy or anything. That's cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's cool of them to do that, right? To celebrate 20. Because I mean, like, StarCraft is kind of one of their first breakthrough. Like, this is Blizzard. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. So, Sweet. I don't know. It's, it's nice to see that. Um, Did you guys ever play Skyrim on the Switch? No, but I want to. No, but I, I would pick it up in a bargain. I'm going to bargain minute. I've like, heard I'm good def- things about it. About yeah. That I've, version. I've, I've thought about it, but part of me is also like, but I want mods. Uh, anyway, um, the the people who made that port, I believe Iron Galaxy is the name of that studio. Mm. They've publicly said, or the CEO of Iron Galaxy has publicly tweeted that like, hey, Monster Hunter World, hey Capcom, you wanna you wanna port it to the Switch because we can help you with that. Please, please, for the love of fucking God, yeah. make this happen. Right. <laughs> so they're basically saying, like, hey, we're totally willing and down to do a Monster Hunter World Switch port. Yeah, is- geez. Or at least, like, localize Monster Hunter Double Cross or something. I don't know. But yeah. Monster Hunter World would be ideal, though, for sure. And, like, I think it's cool, right? Because, I mean, they've clearly proven they can take a huge-ass game and put it on the Switch pretty well. But I'm kind of like, do does Capcom need... A third-party studio to like make a switch game because i mean they did double cross like that exists right in japan right but it's also running in in uh the old engine oh is it okay yeah it's running in the same engine that the 3ds games were running in i'm pretty sure gotcha okay, or at least from sense. what i saw it, it it was i actually played the demo myself i couldn't understand what the hell like anything said it was in japanese but <laughs> Um, yeah, it was definitely like that, but the game, like, it ran well, it played well. I, God, it, it Monster Hunter plays so much better with two sticks. <laughs> yeah, because I, I played that. some of the 3DS one, it was like, God, this is terrible. Oh, with the little nubby. Yeah, right? with the nubby nub. Sweet mm-hmm. little nubby. So, I don't know. I mean, it'd be cool to see, like, Monster Hunter World eventually come to Switch. Uh, I'm personally looking forward to the PC release in August, but I also probably wouldn't say no to the Switch, honestly. You'd say no to uh, no. Diablo, but yes to this? Well, I'm actually, I'm not sure. Because, I mean, considering they're both online, right? Like, Monster Hunter is a pretty online game. Right. It is. Yeah. 
And I've, I've already heard that Monster Hunter World's like online functionality is already very convoluted. Yeah. Uh, according to a lot of people, a lot of menus to navigate and just it's just not easy to connect to your friends. So add that to Switch. <laughs> it's, it's I don't know. I don't. It's the reason I don't buy Arms or like Splatoon on the Switch because I'm just kind of like, eh. How good is that going to be in the long run? You know. I, yeah, I don't really have an interest in Arms or Splatoon. I don't know. Splatoon looks kind of cool. I've played the original, but yeah, Arms has one of the best title screens of last year, though. Just one has say. has some of the best music too. Yeah. The music for the main menu is pretty good. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, Far Cry Five is coming out in like 19 days. Get oh, excited County, Missouri. Like, I'm excited, but uh, to kind of help promote it, <laughs> they released uh. a short live action film on Amazon Prime, and it's out right now. You can you can watch it right now if you want if you have Amazon Prime. Speaking of the news, did you guys see that church in like Pennsylvania or something like that? They had like a service to bless their guns. Did you guys see this? I saw that. Yeah, yeah like they all wild. brought. They it was crazy, and so something else happened. So they had like pictures. They're all in there with the church, and they some of them have like crowns made out of like bullet belts. Do you guys see that? Yep. They're wearing bullets around their heads, and they're all blessing their guns, and they're well, steel rods. Of it makes sense. Remember, remember Jesus with his crown of bullets? No, don't. Nope. That's not. That's not in the Bible. <laughs> So, anyways, uh, so what was I saying? Oh, so someone took a picture of them, like with their guns, like all smiling in church and all that, like in their robes and ceremonial regalia, right? And then someone put in a tweet, in a tweet, said, "If this was Muslims, this country would be going absolutely insane right now." I mean, it, yeah. it's the truth. And it's by the way, a bunch of Muslims in a mosque right now with a bunch of AK-47s and machine guns and bullets. Oh my like, god! Like blessing their guns, f- be fucking losing. The country it. would flip out, and it was eye-opening yeah. to me. I was like, "Wow, they are so right. That is so messed up." But yeah. By yeah. the way, uh, fuck, Jesus with a bullet belt crown sounds like a great metal <laughs> album name. That sounds, sounds like a like, really <laughs> badass band name. Jesus sounds like a special pumpkin crown. song, just like b- bullet uh, butterfly wings. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, apparently the short film is kind of like Blair Witchy, and that it just follows a bunch of vloggers who get lost in the Montana wilderness vloggers. and then get caught by the Eden. Oh, I said Missouri. Shit, it is Montana. Whoops, yeah, rip. yeah. I hope. I, I'm pretty sure it's Montana. In the Flyover state. Yeah. Yep. Hope County, Montana. So yeah. I don't know. It's. Uh, I'm Montana. very hyped for this game. Same. I don't know I, if, I, I'm if hype it's enough. good. I'll I'll pick it up. Like, I, I probably won't be day one. I don't know if I'm hype enough to like want to watch the film. Like I've I've already get it. No. I get it. It's. No. Far Cry, you know? And I'm not buying the film, yeah. I, well, yeah, I don't know if you need to... Well, whatever. Um, one thing I will say, though, about Far Cry 5 is I remember when it was first announced, I was super like, yes, I this sounds good. Like, it sounds like the story is going to actually be interesting. And now that I've, like, seen more gameplay as it's been coming out, because, you know, it, it comes out super soon. Obviously, the like, gameplay is coming up on, like, all the news sites and stuff. And the more I see it, the more I'm just like, oh, I, I mean, it's just Far Cry. <laughs> it's just Far Cry 4 again. <laughs> Yeah, so. I hope not. I hope you're wrong. I think there's I, a dog you can have, and yeah, but it still looks so yeah. far. Cr- like the UI looks the same, and I'm just like, guys, it needs to do more. Like I've said this before on record, like it needs to do more than Far Cry than just another Far Cry Four. If it yeah. doesn't, then I'm just not gonna be that into it. But they also need to have a compelling uh, villain and have the balls to like keep him alive during the whole game. They yeah, tried Foss. that before. They tried that before and somewhat failed. Uh, what's the name of that guy that does the voices for everything? Nolan uh, North? No, the other one. 
Troy uh, Baker. Peter, er, uh, yeah, Troy uh, Baker. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, he was the voice of the villain in uh, in Far Cry Four, and I don't know. I just I thought that villain was sort of boring. I uh, th- that film. So. Far Cry Four. You said film. I oh, think. sorry. No, yeah, no, the I, game was boring. Yeah, I don't even remember the name of the bad guy in the fourth one. Exactly my point. Yeah, like you, we all know Voss because Voss was fucking great. Yeah, we don't even know the name of the dude, right, in 4. So they need to have a really great villain. It's kind of becoming, for some reason, a hallmark of the series is to think about you have a really strong villain. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, they, and I hope that, you know, they they, they treat the story right because this is a very, like, touchy subject right now in the political climate of the country. So they need to they need to do this right, and they have the potential to. So I'm, I'm, hoping, I'm hoping high hopes for it. Yeah, I really hope they nail it. I, I mean, we'll find out, right, at the end of the month. Yeah. You really hope County? I hope County. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope yeah, County. I just like I just like blad you and licked my my mic screen, and now I'm like, yeah, nice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> deal with gross. that. <laughs> Your own uh, saliva, now, gross. Don't yeah, talk to I'm, me. I'm, You're the switch cart lover. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, okay, you also, can you. report. Your taste buds are dead, Robert. Can report the Xenoverse two uh, cartridge tastes the same as all the others. I thought you were about to lick <laughs> and it that, on camera. And that was the daily Switch cartridge report by Robert Scarpanito. <laughs> I am um, not buying a Switch game every week for that. <laughs> do you, but, what do you, if you lick those, like, do you just, like, what do you floss with? Floss? What fucking monster <laughs> do you think I am? <laughs> no, nah, nah, dude, fuck floss. F- floss can fuck off. You floss, guys floss picks. No, floss picks. Floss picks, yeah, that's what I use. Floss yeah. picks cannot get in the back. They can't get in the back recesses they can't get oh, rollers then you don't know how to contort your mouth motherfucker you're using floss sticks on every single crevice in your mouth yeah i can do it i, I've done I don't it. think I've you're, done I don't it think you're hitting the back as well as you need to is what i'm saying <laughs> well are you saying are you saying calling his bad teeth are you making fun of his mouth i don't know i'm not saying i have good teeth either <laughs> come on guys but i use it. i use both because you got to get you got to get up in there in the back man that's where all the funk is gross dude jesus yeah Christ. it is really gross yeah uh so Please, in, are you saying this on purpose what what <laughs> whatever get the fucking shit eating grin off your face what? i'm being that serious what are you talking about so i don't in use floss other, sticks in the back in no other, i don't use you, no hold on i don't no, use no, no, floss no, no, sticks no. in the back what is so what is so hard to believe about that colin he's like not even <laughs> it's so funny i don't get it i moving on moving on yeah, I'm let's so move on. Right now. Okay. <laughs> so, another Ubisoft news. Uh, the so back sen- to the floss. No, just kidding. The senior producer of Horizon Zero Dawn has moved on to be a senior producer at Ubisoft for an unnamed title. I did hear about this. Yes. Ubisoft Montreal? Uh, Ubisoft Toronto. Man, they had some good talent at Guerrilla making that game. I hope that the sequel you know, lives up. Actually, you know what? Speaking of Ubisoft, guys, I actually heard from an inside source who will, who, who will remain anonymous that the working conditions at Ubisoft Montreal are not good. Nah, really? I'm not surprised. I mean, I feel like that's what it is for every AAA studio, though. Yeah, but it, I don't know. Like, this dude that I'm talking about, he had, he's had 30-plus years of experience in the, in the gaming scene or the gaming industry. Said he's by far the worst place he'd ever worked. Yikes. Yeah. So I mean, he didn't go into too much detail for the sake of, uh, for the sake of you know saving names and all that. But but yeah, the, he said it was pretty damn bad. Right. Well, I guess it's a good thing that Samret Sharma is actually heading to Ubisoft Toronto instead. I'm really curious mm-hmm. to see what kind of game he'd be working on because I mean, for all intents and purposes, Ubisoft has been on a huge open world kick for the past five years. 
I feel like every major game they've released has been open world in some way. Five years and, since Am- since Assassin's Creed in like two oh seven, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's been a long time since I can like I can't really think of that many Ubisoft games that are like not open world in some way. <laughs> it's kind of like uh, yeah, it's kind of a cliche now. Like oh, it's an Ubisoft game, right? This the is Ubisoft open world checkbox formula type. Game. I mean, pull I mean, out the map Cry and 5. everyone's multiplayer. Yeah, yeah. Like there's Far Cry Five, for example. So I mean, Horizon Zero Dawn was like a breakout open world title from last year that was super super good you know it didn't do anything like super new but it just presented in such a super polished way so i'm curious to see what ubisoft has in store for mr sharma but we'll see could be good Mm. things i mean obviously he wasn't gonna leave unless it made sense for him so yeah might have thrown him just a shit ton of money who knows but gorilla is is on a roll here with horizon you know they definitely have turned a corner and i want to see what they do next yeah, there, there's a lot of uh, uh, rumors going around that they've already started work on Horizon 2. I don't know how true that I, is. I would think so. Horizon Zero Dusk. Horizon One Dawn. <laughs> Horizon Shoot. One Dusk. It's the sequel. <laughs> Horizon One Shoot, Dawn. Okay. Super Horizon Zero Dawn. Oh, my okay. God. All right. Uh, John Williams, you know, that famous composer who's composed, like, almost every Spielberg movie and Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, he said that after Star Wars Episode Nine, he's going to quit composing for Star Wars. Whoa! Like forever, he's gonna retire for Star Wars. That's a big deal. He's done every Star Wars. Yeah. So that Even trilogy, Rogue one, I think, didn't he? Or maybe not Rogue One. It's a trilogy is, that Ryan Johnson's going to be doing. Probably won't have John Williams. Wow! Out. Way to go, Ryan Johnson! You just scared John Williams out of the franchise. <laughs> I, actually, Great job, speaking, Last speaking Jedi. Of this, Speaking of this, is is Han Solo the solo movie? Is that going to have John Williams music in it? I couldn't tell you because I'm also really not interested to see that movie. Uh, I'm not either. But I, I watched the teaser trailer and the music did not really sound like it was John Williams' music, like or, like you know some of the original themes. But it was mixed in such a weird way; it just didn't sound yeah. like John Williams' music. I don't like the feelings I'm getting from the previews for that movie. Like they should have made, either. you know, what they should have made, they should have made a Lando movie. I think that would have been sweet. Yeah, yeah young Lando. dude, Donald Glover just would have killed it because yes, he's Donald Glover. And he's in it, and he's in it now. Like it should have been Lando. It should not have been Han movie. Right. Uh, By the way, Atlanta just started up again. Show's amazing. If you haven't, I seen keep it hearing yet. good things about Atlanta. It's very good. Yeah, very good. Uh, John Williams did act, is actually the composer for Han Solo movie as well. And what about Rogue so, One? Can you see that? Uh, no, I did not look that one up. Okay. But yeah, this is a this is big news, man. So John Williams is my favorite composer, one of my favorite composers of all time. Man, that'd be hard list to come Ooh. up with actually for me. But he he's did up not there. Okay, I didn't think so. I didn't think so. He didn't do solo. No, he did, do he is doing solo. He did not do Rogue oh, One. Okay. So wow, man. We'll we'll you know he's he's uh, got big shoes to fill for whoever you know. Uh, picks up that Ryan Johnson trilogy if that ever happens. I'll tell you right now. I think Ryan Johnson is somewhat on thin ice. I think if uh, we continue to see the slide right from the hardcore fans of the next Star Wars movie, what in like two years or whenever that is going to be take place, or no, next year. Or no, I don't even know. It's going to be 2019, and, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah you're right. Yep, you're right. You're right. Anyways, if that fails, like he might not even get a trilogy after that. So we'll see. Yikes. And last bit of news here for us, NVIDIA, Team Green, the graphics card makers, like probably one of the biggest ones on the planet, right? Uh, They've said that they expect PC graphic card prices to stay up high and awful for the rest of the year. 
That's capitalism yeah. for you. When I was reading that NVIDIA graphics cards, uh, the GeForce GTX 1080 Ti's, were going to raise to about $1,200 to $1,500 a pop and that's because of stupid. cryptocurrency, among other things. My God. Like, this is ridiculous, guys. It's, and they're getting ready to... Un- yeah, they're getting ready to come out with uh, the 2000 series. NVIDIA is. It's a damn sight past ridiculous at this point, man. This is just like sad-ass nuggets. This is yeah. like... I mean, at this point now, when NVIDIA now, this cloud streaming gaming service is looking like a viable option to play, you know, like high-end games, like how what have we come to you know what i mean like as a civilization as a society where this is actually like a real problem to have so i feel so lucky that i got this uh 10 ati like i did not realize how scarce they were gonna be they were scarce when i got them but wow this it's just gone so far yeah they're super scarce now yeah i'm glad i got my my uh stuff for my rig when i did like i i think i got my stuff like in march of last year and that was like right before the cryptocurrency thing exploded Mm -hmm. took off Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and now I'm seeing shit like, uh, like in the kind of funny Facebook group that I bring up all the time, dude posts, he's like, yeah, my, my buddy's boss, uh, he was telling, like my buddy was telling me that his boss mines cryptocurrency and, uh, he sent me a picture of his rig and, uh, here it is. It was 10 GTX 1080 TIs all oh rigged up gosh. to this one computer. Jesus. That doesn't yeah. even seem like a good idea unless you have like two CPUs. Dude, that's like a worth of about $15,000 now. Yeah, as we, you know what I mean. That's that's fucking insane. Did Dropping that much money, Bitcoin? yeah, yeah, to get a Bitcoin. Wow, it's just, it's the whole thing's ridiculous, and everyone's like, "Dude, I hate your boss. <laughs> He's the reason." Like yeah. this, this, this is going to be studied in textbooks yeah. coming up in the future. Like this is a shameful time. <laughs> it's shameful. Yeah, like Dude, I'm, I'm curious insane. to see like whenever Nvidia rele- like announces the next generation of Nvidia cards. Like which they are this this year I think is the it 2000 this year? series yeah well I mean whenever they do announce it like I'm curious to see one what's the price point they're gonna set and two how long is it gonna stay at that price point you know what I mean yeah, yeah. it was so that would you know by logic you would you would think that if they come out with the you know the 2080 or whatever the GTX 2080 or whatever it's gonna be upwards of two grand you know, you know. Maybe even are you, more. Are either of you guys even... <laughs> Robert, you got the 970 still, right? Yeah. Are either of you guys ever at any point really like, man, I really need to upgrade my card either? Like, it's pretty much no, no, everything I, you want to do, right? I mean, I've, I have a GTX 1080 or 1060 running on a 1080p monitor, so I don't. I definitely don't need an upgrade. I've been thinking yeah. about upgrading uh, when the next series comes out. You want to buy a 980? I'm good. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm good, fam. I, I have a Radeon uh, HD 6870, guys, from 20, 2012. Oh, man. I could mine a Bitcoin in two decades with that one. <laughs> with what? Dude, one gigabyte of video RAM. That's crazy. I went from one gigabyte of video RAM to six. Here yep. is the ultimate example, though, of the snake eating its own tail. Like, that's the sad irony about this is that the stronger, the more graphics cards that people put into mining Bitcoins, I don't know how, if, how much you guys know about how this works, but the more graphics cards you have pounding these algorithms to try and get these Bitcoin, the harder it is to get Bitcoin. So it scales yeah. with like the network to control the flow of Bitcoin. So all this money people are spending to get more is making it harder for everyone in the world, including themselves. <laughs> it's to like make money. Stu- it's really dumb. It's the stupidest thing ever. It's whew. like, I, I remember when I first heard about cryptocurrency, I was like, Oh man, I could just leave my computer on all day and make money. And then when I looked into it, I'm like, that's fucking stupid. Why would anyone do that at this point? 
uh yeah and i have a good car to do it i just never i've i'll be honest with you i've thought about it i was like wait should this thing be making money for me like on the side but literally your house it, is getting hotter your electric bills are skyrocketing like, it wouldn't make you money at all i don't yeah i might make like 45 bucks it's not and, worth in it. like six months yeah and how am i going to cash that out either like i don't know yeah. a bitcoin atm around me who knows right so i don't know i don't think it's worth it that that's my take but we're reaching the end of this episode here, so I'm going to toss it over to Jackathy, who will give us the question of the week. It's not a real name. <laughs> so, gentlemen, would you rather this week? I try to make this airtight because I know your propensity for uh, asshole. I, I, I would rather next week. Thank you. They're done. <laughs> done show. <laughs> <laughs> would you rather live the rest of your life not wearing socks and shoes? Or not wearing a shirt or anything on above your torso. So hats and glasses are allowed, but either your feet or your torso must be completely naked at all times. Discuss. Scarf. Scarves are not allowed. A really thick necklace. Nope, nope. Only hats and glasses. A fluffy choker. Hats and glasses, Robert. Come on, get to the meat here. (laughs) So can I not wear even a necklace? No. Like my old grandma's necklace and heirloom or whatever. Sorry, grandma. So so it, living in Ohio, y- you couldn't fucking survive wearing nothing, you know, nothing above your waist. No socks or shoes or no shirt. So, damn. Because my, my, I would go with probably hobbiting, you know, becoming a hobbit and not wearing anything <laughs> on my feet anymore. Um, in the snow, too, in the ice. That would be fucking brutal. Yeah, but either way, like, it's it's almost more important to keep your torso Dude, warm. Dude, the, the shoes, you know? though, like the going to the grocery store would become one of the most dangerous areas ever. You know how quickly you'd get run over or stub your toe or someone else's yeah. cart? Or, going ooh. everywhere. Dude, yeah, and knowing me, like I stub my toe probably once every other day. Like, I'm, yeah. a, I'm a doppy motherfucker. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I've already broken a toe once, okay? Like, yikes, yikes. Don't want to experience it again. Okay. Here, how about this? <laughs> Extra Robert, long... Ro- Extra what? long jeans, like stupidly long jeans. We talking like Janko jeans? <laughs> yeah, I'm, t- I'm, t- no, I'm talking like if you're normally like what a 32, 34, just get a 32, 40. <laughs> just nope, add an no, extra six the inches. The rules clearly stated: uh, either your feet or your torso must be completely naked at all times. So I guess that negates the uh, jeans. But but it's not like your feet would be wearing the jeans. It's just that the, they're your not jeans naked, are though. extra they're long. They're not naked. They're naked under the jeans. What the fuck is that bullshit? <laughs> what you're I naked, mean, you're right naked now under your, your shirt? <laughs> Get the fuck out of here! I bet you're naked under those clothes, you son of a bitch. I bet you got a penis, <laughs> dirty man. <laughs> you dirty man with a with a penis. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, which one is it? Colin, did you say you're going to be the Hobbit? Oh man, you're not going to you're not going to just pull out the nips at all times. Here, here's the thing though, like, dude, surviving in Ohio winter. Now, if I was living in Ohio, Hawaii, hell yeah, I'd go shirtless all the time and just wear shoes. But like, living in Ohio, I don't. I think you'd have to just wear a jacket or you know things like that. You need to keep the torso warm, otherwise you're going to be freezing to death. You're never going to want to go outside. You know, you're going to stay inside with the heat cranked. Yeah. You know? But but your feet are like extremities, you know what I mean? Like, you could lose right. a foot if it gets cold. 
Oh, easily. Oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah. That, that's that's the thing, though. So it's like it's one of those things where like, damn, I'm, I'm going to the class. I better fucking run to the bus stop. Hope my feet don't freeze off. Also, stop. in either yeah. of these scenarios, like, good luck getting service, by the way, because I read the sign. Oh, no shoot. No uh, shoes on service. Done. I, I figured it out. Uh, I would go no shoes because wheelchair. I just wheelchair <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> but just because you have a wheelchair doesn't mean you get a handicap spot, my brother. You're not going to get a handicap spot. I will spot. break my legs. <laughs> <laughs> you'll just you'll just misery yourself. You know, I mean, I don't even need like the thing is, I wouldn't even care about the handicap spots or anything. That's not the point. It's just that the wheelchair is my way to get around without having my feet touch the cold ground. Mm, that sucks. <laughs> hey, hey, you know what? My feet aren't wearing the wheelchair, dummy. You know, you know, I saw this video. Somebody posted, shared this shit on Facebook, but it was, uh, uh, I think, it, I, I forget where it was, but it was a video of a dude from, it, it looked like it could have been uh, some sort of country in Africa, maybe, but this dude sat down on, like, this fence and, t- like, picks up his foot, sets it on his lap, and takes out his knife and starts cutting off the fucking calluses what? on his foot. <laughs> dude, you and- better stop talking right now. <laughs> Dude, You're these calluses were like, like, yeah, it was like, did he just chop off half of his foot? Dude, was that, that, that all callus? Dude, it was disgusting. Uh, dude, stop. it was, it was like he was peeling a potato. That, yeah, that's the image dude, I wanted in my head. Out. Potato feet. <laughs> that. I was like, is he gonna wow, throw that bro. foot into a fucking vat of boiling water? Make some mashed potatoes. Oh my! Like, good, good visual. Way to go, guys! That was a show. <laughs> so, so you're going. You're both going the same way. Then you're going to keep your shirts on. Yep. Yeah, because I'll stick with that wheelchair. No, I, I see. I deck I, it I, out. I wouldn't want everyone to get jealous of this dad bod I got going on. All right, <laughs> the eight pack of abs. You hear that? He's single, man. <laughs> Dude, I mean, hey, listen, be- beer and pizza is only going to do so much for me, and I'm lucky that I'm I'm as skinny as I am. With with my eating habits, <laughs> pizza. All right, Jack. Just out of curiosity, what about you? Uh, I. Mm, I feel like I would just rock a really giant sombrero that was ridiculous, so no one would notice I didn't have a shirt on. They just be like, they just be like, that, yeah, that's about yeah, right. because they wouldn't notice that you have a shirt on. They just you see the size it. of that sombrero. <laughs> I feel like at some point someone would be like, wait, are those just nipples? <laughs> so I would wear a sombrero that's like damn near dangling on the ground. That's how big the sombrero <laughs> Like I wouldn't be able to get in a car with a sombrero. <laughs> my, my tactic is one of distraction. Right. See, so you're just standing at the bus stop. You hear something walking down the street going. Whether or not I have a shirt on is the farthest thing from people's minds at that point. Fair enough. But I have I mean, my shoes, of- and I have my feet, and I have my dignity. Yeah, because your I, feet, that's I? your dignity. No, I i just, I need to be mobile, man. I need to be look mobile. At, look at this guy wearing the giant sombrero, no fucking shirt, jeans, <laughs> and those new LeBrons. Yeah. <laughs> those Air Force Ones. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, it's like, it's like, fuck the sombrero. What are those? A dude, around, are those? Yeah, a dude around here, though, I wouldn't even, like, stick out. It'd be like, yep, that's Austin. <laughs> Yeah, I'd, I'd believe that, honestly. Yeah, yeah. 
So that does it for us for this week's episode of the Tiny Disc Podcast. If you have anything you'd like to share with us, question, comments, concerns, feedback, anything you want us to read live on this pre-recorded show, you can email it to us at tinydiscpodcast at gmail.com. If you uh, want to follow us on all of our channels, our social medias, or Twitters, whatever, you can find the links to those at tinydisc.com. You can also find all of our previous shows there if you are interested in uh, going through our backlog. If this is your first episode, welcome, by the way. Um, If you want to help us out a little bit, it'd be pretty cool if you could maybe leave us an iTunes review. That'd help us out a lot. It means way more than you'd know. Um, if not an iTunes review, just tell a friend, you know, grassroots. Just, uh, oh man, I've got, I didn't come up with one for this week. Just, uh, you know what? Go to the airport and get the cheapest ticket you can get to whatever city. And um, whenever you land and you see those people with signs like, hey, you know, this name, pretend you're that person for like five minutes. <laughs> and just try to shill the podcast for us Ste- steal promptly, the limo and then promptly turn around and get back on the plane <laughs> oh my and fly God. back home that's what you yeah. need to do that's i wonder yeah. i wonder what the, yeah. the the shortest commercial flight you can get is <laughs> i flew like, half like, an hour short- i flew half an hour to dallas did you really yeah i wonder if there's anything shorter than that that, that you can get commercially good question uh isn't there like an airport in in another city here in ohio there, well, there's Dayton. one here in Columbus. There's one in Cleveland. That's you all can I know. Fly about. to Cleveland and Cincinnati. Yeah, there's smaller airports. But Does yeah, you that, can yeah. F- like. I mean, if okay. they're like a two-hour drive, I mean, I can't imagine the flight's much long. That Tune long. in next week to find out when the shortest commercial flight. Now, yeah, that's that's the cliffhanger we're gonna leave you with this week. No, um, so that about does it for all of our plugs, except for our individual ones. So, where can we find you two on the internet? Colin and Mono on Twitter, a.k.a. at boo-boo underscore underscore five five. You know it, baby. That's a mouthful. At J-A-C-C-E-P-E-D-A. Hey, guys, in all seriousness, this Friday is South By in Austin. It is the craziest, busiest, most insane traffic day of the entire year, even more than the day before Chris, uh, Thanksgiving. Uh, because you have all the spring breakers leaving and you have all the people for South By Southwest coming into the city and so they're closing down like major roads downtown. Just be careful. Be safe. Have a good time. I get to work from home Friday. I'm pumped about that. Thank you. <laughs> Sprang Bray. Sprang Bray. Should, uh, uh, should we drop a little nugget about what we have planned for spring break? Yeah. I was going to throw that after I drop my uh, social media real quick. Yeah. What the hell? You're jumping ahead of us, Jack. <laughs> Two steps. Two steps. Uh, you can find me at Panoptimist, P-I-N-O-P-T-I-M-I-S-T, and that's me on all the social media channels. Tune in next week when we get real drunk and talk about some of our favorite video games that we've ever played. Spring break! So thanks for listening to the Tiny Disc Podcast, and we'll see you next Thursday. Oh.